You are listening to From Dreams to Deeds, Rimonim. In these episodes, master educators will teach a text that speaks to them. In this first episode, Dr. Erica Brown teaches on the theme of repentance. For more information about the work of the Covenant Foundation, please visit covenantfn.org. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. The first real penitent in the Torah is Cain. As many of us know, because it was the first brother and the first murder, that Cain kills his brother and God asks him where his brother is. And Cain says, Hashomer achianochi, am I my brother's keeper? I don't read that as a question of sarcasm. I read that as a question of innocence. Perhaps he never understood the responsibility of one brother to the next. God then makes it very concrete for Cain. And he tells him that his brother's blood is seeping in the ground. It's a very dramatic and disturbing image. And when Cain realizes the full force of what he's done wrong, he says, Gadol avoni miniso. This is translated inaccurately in most English translations as, my punishment is too great to bear, which would make Cain not only the first murderer, but also the first chutzpah man in civilization. The first person to say to God as judge, you have punished me too much. The word avon, though, as we see in so many of our high holiday translations, means sin. And I believe this is Cain feeling the full force of regret. Gadol avoni miniso, my sin is too great to bear. I cannot live with myself. Because not only have you punished me as a wanderer, but I realize now that anyone who wants to kill me can do that. Because if I acted on my most base, negative, evil instincts, then anyone can do the same. So he comes to recognize a certain reality of a life where we all act without constraint. And he says, I am distant from you, God. In killing my brother Abel, I thought there'd just be the two of us in the universe. But in fact, in killing my brother Abel, in this act of disobedience, I have alienated you further from my world. Now, why do I call Cain the first penitent? Because he had this immense regret. Because God said, you'll be a wanderer. He was determined to change his fate. And only a few verses later, in 4.17 of Genesis, it says that Cain married a woman, had a child, built a city, and named that city after his son. That's not the act of a wanderer. That's the act of a penitent who says, I have to redeem my sin by building society because my first act was to destroy an aspect of society. I want to read what I think is one of the most fascinating midrashim, rabbinic embellishments of this text. And it comes to us in Genesis Rabbah from Hanina ben Isaac. He, said, he looks at a verse in Exodus that says he went forth rejoicing. And, he's, and this is a text actually um, where Aaron goes to meet Moses when Moses accepts his mission. 
He goes forth to meet you, and when he sees you, he'll be glad in his heart. And this verse is extrapolated from Exodus and placed neatly into Genesis as the the, uh, intricate and eccentric uh, sort of weaving that our rabbis often did, and presents another meeting. Adam met Cain, and he asked, what was done in punishment of you? So these two men, a father and a son, you can imagine meeting east of Eden, and Adam says, you know, I know that you sinned, you know, let me know what your punishment is. And Cain said, I repented, and I was granted clemency. Upon hearing this, Adam in self-reproach began to beat his face, and he says, such is the power of tshuva, the power of repentance, and I knew it not. Then and there, Adam said, it's a good thing to confess to the Lord. When Adam sinned, Adam never confessed what he did. He tried to hide. And what Cain taught his father is the power of repentance begins with confession. I said something to God. I said that I sinned and my sin was too great to bear. And as a result, I was granted forgiveness. Adam knocks himself in the head and says, how come no one told me about this truva? No one told me about the power of forgiveness. Now, this power of forgiveness is linked to a verse about joy. The joy comes from the recognition of sin and the amelioration of sin. That's a very different definition of, the happiness, of happiness than we have in today's society. Is happiness is the capacity to look honestly at oneself and to change oneself. And I just want to share one observation from the Mahsur, the prayer book of, uh, and commentary of Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, chief rabbi of the United Synagogues of the British Commonwealth. He writes, our determination to grow as human beings, our commitment to a more faithful, sensitive, decent life in the year to come, gives us the courage and honesty to face our past and admit its shortcomings. Our tshuva and God's forgiveness together mean that we're not prisoners of the past, held captive by it. In Judaism, sin is what we do, not what we are. And I think that's, to me, an enduring message of this season, the days of awe. Sin is something we do or we did. It's not something that defines us. And when we can limit it that way, the way that Cain limited it, we can also redeem sin and begin on the on the path, the trajectory to forgiveness and to building a world that will be different than the world that we previously occupied. We have to believe that we have that capacity. Rabbi Cook once wrote that that at the actual moment of sin, we begin the process or the path to redemption. So the actual act of sin is the first act of tshuva. Now, that's very counterintuitive. But it's not counterintuitive if you believe that when you're conscious of the fact that you've done wrong, that consciousness is the barometer of ultimate goodness. It's that consciousness that we've done wrong that will bring us to the consciousness to do right and the admission that we've done wrong, which leads us on the path ultimately to forgiveness and to change. Wishing you a wonderful new year. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Our next episode will come out on Wednesday, October 3rd, and will feature Master Educator Rivi Pupklokotenik. The opening and closing music on this episode was Lichilach by Debbie Friedman, 
recorded live at the Covenant Award Dinner in 1996.